Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Today, well, we're going to talk about men, why they're afraid to take action, why we have such problems in the workforce, basically kind of the whole mindset of what it is to be a man and uh, why we're very different than we used to be 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 70 years ago. It's funny when I think of the 50s. I'm always like, yeah, like 50 years ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not that long anymore. <laughs> not the same thing anymore. Um, you know, with the intro, I tried to think. Years ago, exactly. 50 years ago, people were wearing, uh, had perms and were wearing bell bottoms. So I don't know if oh, that's, wow. that's the go-to anymore for a man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's bad. Um, I was actually looking at the, uh, at the, um, oh, shoot the uh the intro and i was like what's the most terrifying thing i can put in there and i was like freaking jack in the box no yeah, i, I spared- almost ran for him and i saw right, that exactly that thing pop up exactly i was like well you know if it goes with the theme song and it pops right at the end at least you won't be you know too terrified it's because uh, it's always like random like a good you one never is, know what you never good. oh that shit just uh terrifying i'm just saying so anyway not not a thing um so basically we have a lot going on in the world and 
and it it just seems like men are are not the same and that whole traditional sense of men being the provider or you know the go-to who's going to take care of people and you know really help help somebody out it's not there anymore you know i, I think it kind of came with feminism and equal rights but i also feel like the schools and I, I don't think it's just equal rights. I, I think that's an excuse. I think that the schools have really tried to shape what society is. There is really a push for people to kind of just obey, you know, like you right. will obey and you're going to learn that. And, and we're kind of conditioned to that. And we I really mean, that's let how, how yeah. uh, school works, you know, the first, first, 17 years of your life that you're, you're taught that lesson over and over again. Exactly. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of the thing is, is we, we get so conditioned and, you know, it's all about, you know, just conforming and, and doing what you're told. Obviously parents aren't, you know, in order to survive, you have to work a lot, which it's and funny because we're going to talk about some people who aren't out there working later in the episode, but a lot of the parents are out there working all the time and they can't be at home raising their kids. And so what ends up happening is the school ends up raising the kids right. or sometimes like the grandparents and stuff. But even with that, the grandparents a lot of time are exhausted and you know, from we've already been handling life, you know. Yeah, there's no, there's done. no uh, comparison from a, a two-year-old to a seventy-two-year-old. That that energy level doesn't match up. Yeah, it, it's not easy. Um, so, all right. So, one of the things, like one of the things that really first struck me early on, and this is years back, going back twenty years, right? Um, on September eleventh, in two thousand one. When, uh, when, you know, they were on that plane and people didn't take action. Now we can talk about in Pennsylvania, you know, where they overpowered the crew and, and took down mm -hmm. the plane and that's great. But why did all the men on the plane let hijackers crash a plane into the world trade towers? Yeah. Now there's answers for that. It, it's not, I'm not saying those guys were wrong. Well, I mean, the end result, it, it, more action would have changed. But why was the mindset there? And that was the mindset of, of people all the time. And I feel like then at that time, maybe my mindset would have been the same as them. Like, oh, well, nobody else is doing anything. And even if you suggest, hey, let's get together and overpower these guys, everyone else around you is going to be pulling at you going, oh, whoa, don't do that you're putting us in danger, you know, that kind of thing. And you want to be aware of what you're thinking and, and what we're, you know, going through as a society. So that's, that's kind of one of the things, you know, like why, why would you sit there and not try and stop a guy hijacking a plane? Now, obviously right. fear is a big factor. Mm -hmm. um, what comes to mind, Kevin? Like what well, I mean, in your head? A lot of those, you know, previous to that, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those hijackings were basically, you know, diffused before uh, many people got killed. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of the times, one or two people get killed right at the beginning. You got to set an example if you're going to try and, 
you know, right. take over a plane. Right. But uh, ultimately, a lot of those people end up, you know, being able to walk off the plane at the end of things. And very uh, true. Not really the the scenario anymore, though. If you think about being on a plane, that's and you know a lot of those a lot of those previous hijackings, the uh, the hijackers were armed with firearms, right? Yes. Um, the, on September 11th, they only had box cutters. You know, it's right. Not real easy to kill somebody with a box cutter unless you get it, you know, right up on their neck. I think they did that with a stewardess on each of those planes just to okay you know, terrify people. When you see that, that sort of thing happen, man, that's, that's scary stuff, but you know. Well, I think, I think that's a valid point. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, that is definitely a consideration that, Hey, you know, they've always kind of landed the plane and then there's some kind of hostage standoff where they negotiate mm-hmm. and whatever. And there is a chance that you're going to get people killed. You know, mm-hmm. when you go and try and stop stuff, they might, you know, um, there was a, a scene on Yellowstone and like a sheriff is in a diner and he's he's being held at gunpoint and they kind of go around the back to just shoot the bad guys and get the upper hand. Well, almost everybody in the diner ends up getting killed, you know, like, yeah, you stop the bad guys, but pretty much you kind of got everybody killed, too, you know, and and that's something that, that goes through your head. And I think. Like the definition of a man, I mean, that's kind of something that's coming back. I think that's why like shows like Yellowstone are such a draw for people. You know, even like Sons of Anarchy was the big hit, right? Or, you know, Yellowstone and and before that, The Sopranos. Because these were men that actually did manly things. And I'm not talking about crime. I'm not talking about just murdering people. Um, I, I think what people connect with is the take action kind of, uh, I'm not indecisive and unsure, but I actually move forward and, you know, do what needs to be done. And I think that's really changed in our culture. Um, people are very insecure, unsure of themselves and and question everything they do. And and everything, I guess, does get questioned and and rediscussed in the media and on talk shows. And they, you know, there's a video of everything that ever happens and it's, it's different. It's definitely different than it used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, toxic masculinity is a a thing that's been pounded into our heads, you know, um, acting like a man is, is evil mansplain to people. Don't, you know, don't be so aggressive. Why are you so aggressive about this? And that sort of shit, it, it's really a bunch of horseshit, really. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the most, the best thing you can do for your life uh, with every interaction is just stand up straight, look somebody in the eye, you know, with have your shoulders back. Yeah. You know, be, be ready and, and be engaged. Uh, I deal with, uh, with a, a couple of people that I, I, really have a hard time getting anything done with them because they always just kind of stare at me with a blank, blank face. And, and, you know, I'm talking to them and I can't get any kind of reaction out of them. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's not, it's not helpful for anybody. Right. You know, just a a timidity. Is that a word or did I I just make that up? It it might be now. How about that? (laughs) See, that's the thing. Just go bold, Kevin. Just own it. Mm-hmm. Be like, it's a word now. 
See, that's the difference. And but I mean, to be honest, I even feel like I think one of the things like as a prepper is I'm constantly playing out scenarios and I'm like, what would I do if this happens? And I think going in and having a plan um, definitely shapes and, and changes how we react to things. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They don't even foresee possibilities or consider what might happen. And I think that gives us an advantage. Um, And also, I mean, to be honest, an advantage of not coming out like a coward. You know, it's like, you know, everybody afterward, oh, I should have done something. You know, I, I was watching some videos about this and, and, you know, some people were talking about, oh, you know, people, somebody was raped on a train in in Philadelphia and people just stood there and didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's insane and ridiculous, but it's what everybody did. And you're just like, how, you know, where people talk about, you know, uh, people get attacked in the street and all the people are standing in the windows in the buildings on either side and are looking out and watch it happen, but nobody calls the police. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's what happened with, uh, do you remember, uh, the OJ Simpson case? Okay. That all happened. You know, people called the police that somebody was screaming that, you know, getting murdered or sounded like somebody was being killed. There's an apartment building right across the street and not one person looked out the window to, to see what to was see. going on. Wow. You know? And, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know. Uh, to me, that seems ridiculous, but it's that's insane. what everybody said. They didn't look out the window. Nobody looked out to see well, what's going on. And that's yeah, why I, I don't know if people remember. I, I had mentioned one of my neighbors, you know, was like, oh, well, I, I saw a suspicious car pull in your driveway and whatever, but I don't know what happened because I went and hid behind my couch. He really <laughs> told me that. And I'm like, he's like, because I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that's, but that's the kind of world. And like, to me, I couldn't even comprehend what he was saying. I'm like, you saw a car in a driveway across the street and you hid behind your couch. You hid. Like, that's, that's amazing. You know, I I just can't even. Yeah. No, that sort of stuff is is just wild to me. Um, You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on though. You know, and I, I hear Nobody wants to anymore. Uh, right. That that phrase a lot. Nobody wants to work anymore. Right. Um, but you know the the truth is unemployment is low. You know unemployment hasn't been this low in a long time. Uh, the pandemic, you know, unemployment was. Uh, let Let me see here real quick. Uh, was at fourteen point seven percent during the height of the pandemic. You know that's right, like twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, April twenty twenty. Was okay. was the the high point there, and that's you know, that's still a lot of people working. You know, that's yeah. still a lot of people employed. That's eighty five percent of people still showing up to their job every day. Um, you know, and I know we talk about we were talking about back then. We were talking about like the the necessary employees. You know, yes, the person essential. that works at that at, essential, right? The pe- person that works at the grocery store, the cashier and shit. That's that's making twelve dollars an hour to be there and and have everyone cough in their face as they come through. Um, yeah, those people are those people that were essential are still making shit money. You know yeah, what I mean? Are. 
they didn't increase your pay didn't increase if you work at a at a uh, cash register uh, checking out groceries. You know your pay is actually pay for those jobs is going down. Inflation um, is going up, and the pay is going up, but it's not keeping pace. Right. You know if you if you look at it, uh, um, July. Uh, 2022, uh, wages went up 6.7% and inflation went up 8.5%. And if you look at that every month going through 2022, it's the same thing. Uh, right. Inflation is going up a lot faster than wages are. So effectively, you're making less money for doing the same job every month. And, you know, why are you having a hard time attracting employees? Well, maybe because you treat them like shit and you pay them $12 an hour. Nobody wants to be treated like like shit for twelve dollars well, an hour. So I'm you a know? little worried because I thought I made good money. Now I actually live in a, a pretty poor area. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and my cost of living is like obviously a lot better than your cost of living. Right. Right. I, I know when I had a house next to you, I paid, I think it's like twelve thousand a year in property taxes or something insane. Something ridiculous. Yep. And now I pay like fourteen hundred a year in property taxes and I have mm-hmm eight times the amount of property and yeah, but the, uh, the, the average manufacturing hourly rate they're saying is $31 and 44 cents. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, I feel a little left out. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Um, so I don't know who these people are, but apparently a lot of people are making that, um, there is 11 million job openings right now. So they are mm. trying to get people, but it turns out making a hundred grand a year doesn't really go as far as you thought. Like in my mind, you know, I used to be like, Oh, if I could get a hundred grand That's a, a year, that, yeah. that'd be, I'd be rich. Yeah. Not the case anymore. Costs you a hundred thousand dollars just to buy <laughs> groceries each week. Yes. Yes. It, yeah. I don't know how people are not like using credit cards and for everything. And, yeah, well, I, and mean, I think they are. I mean, that's, that's definitely like, happening. Yeah. That's definitely, they said, uh, um, money owed on credit cards has, has increased drastically over the past two it. years. I haven't heard people talking about it. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm always like. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, I know what people right. are making and how are they, mm-hmm. how, how are, are they, they living? Surviving. Yeah. Especially when, you know, people have $700 car payments and, you know, right. all these things. I'm like, I can't, you know, relate. I just, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. An average rent now is, is somewhere around $2,000 a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, which is wild to me. I mean, uh, two grand a month is, that's a, that would be a big chunk out of my, uh, out of my income, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I I pay I pay less than that to own a house with property, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's well, you know. I mean, that's well, that's the thing though. A lot of people can't get loans right. uh, where their payment would be twelve hundred dollars a month, right. but they're paying rent every every month for two thousand. So, you know, but I mean, really, yeah. owning owning a home is out of reach for most people these days. It used to be, you know, in the sixties. You know, you'd buy a house for ten thousand dollars, and you could get that paid off in five years. But right, you know, or buying a buying shit for ten grand now. Um, I, I should have looked up the stat, but people didn't do long mortgages for a long mm-hmm. time. That was like, and then like you said, when it started, it was like a five year thing. It wasn't a right, but a lot of people were paying cash 
for a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd save up till you were like 30, you know, right. or whatever. But it it wasn't a thing. It was you used to bought a house, you know, mm-hmm. and you got there or mom and dad helped you out or, you know, whatever. It just, yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, I guess the people, there's so many people they're saying there's so many men out there that are not even in the labor force or looking. And that's one of the things with the statistics is men aren't out there even trying to get a job. Um, And maybe it's people, maybe it's not just men, but they're not out there looking. And it's funny. They said, uh, I I was looking at the statistics and you're actually, you're, you're thinking, Oh, well maybe they're stay at home dads, right? You know, they're, they're staying at home and raising their, their babies, but believe it or not, you're more likely to be taking care of a loved one if you're a full-time employee than if you're not an employee at all. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes, that makes, I mean, honestly, that makes sense in, in the sense that. You feel an urgency to go out. Expensive. Yeah. Right. Right. Taking care and, of somebody is expensive. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are, a lot of people are are seeing their bills going up every day, every right. month, every week, you know, grocery store bills, electric bills, you know, car payments, cars are going up and their paycheck isn't going up. And it's, uh, you know, it's frustrating for a lot of people. It I think is. People talk about quiet quitting. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think a lot of that stuff is, you know, for a lot of people, it just makes makes sense to them. You know what I mean? If you're in pay, if your employee is only paying you enough to get you to show up, right. why wouldn't you just work hard enough to not get fired? You know what I mean? It's a give and take and it goes, it's a street that goes both ways. Um, right. If you're working for somebody though, that is just paying you enough to keep you from quitting. You're working at the wrong place. You know, there's better employees yeah. out there, employers out there. I've worked for a lot right. of people that um, were real shit bags. You know what I mean? real pieces of shit that, you know, we're truly trying to take advantage of people. And, uh, you know, you move on, find a different job. It's not worth it for me. You know, it's not worth it, uh, to be treated, treated like trash for what you're paying me. I know a lot of people that say nobody wants to work anymore. No, nobody wants to work for you. That's, that's 90% of those people that say that nobody wants to work for you because you're an asshole. People don't quit jobs. They quit bosses, you know? Yeah, no, that definitely sounds right. Well, that's, I mean, the mindset when I, I hear employers, I, uh, you know, when, when I hear my own employer, you know, give us these, these meetings to inspire us. Like we had an all employee meeting the other day and they're like, Hey, you know, production is way up. Sales are way up. Everything is way better than last year. So your bonus that you got last year expected to be smaller this year. Right. And you're like, wait, how does yeah, that, that doesn't make work? any sense? I was, I was in a meeting yesterday, day before yesterday. And, uh, I was talking to an owner of a company and he said, uh, listen, we don't want to increase your cost. I mean, inflation has gone up 6% and typically we, we would increase your cost by 6%, but that's not really fair to you because we haven't increased the employees wages by 6%. I'm like, well, sounds like you're a dickhead, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're wondering yeah. why why you can't get enough people to work for you. Yeah, that that might be the issue right there. That was it. So at the at the same meeting, guys like, well, 
don't worry, you know, we're expanding, we're building all this new stuff. And don't worry, even though you're, what you do is, is going away, you don't have your job going away because we can't even get one employee, let alone, you know, the 50 new employees we do need over there. So right. there's always jobs. And you're like, yeah, well, why is it you can't get any employees? You know, mm-hmm. that's, and, right. you know, you see a lot of these employers now are uh, willing to train and willing to do stuff. But it's funny, I talk to my kids and, but it, it it's funny because they don't, people are like, oh, they won't come work here. Well, all right, my company can't find employees. However, they demand five to seven days a week at 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, they're, yeah, people aren't really excited about that. They don't want to be a slave to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing. It, it's random. Like, hey, you might have day, six days a week. Right. That doesn't leave a whole lot of time. And, and the way they do it is like, hey, you might have this weekend off. We're going to let you know Friday night if you're going to be off Saturday. Right. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, that's not that cool. You know, my, mm-hmm. my schedule, like I'm uh, in maintenance and it's different. We, we have, you know, planning and, and we do actually a little bit better, but uh, you know, the rest of them, it's like, it's a gamble and nobody wants to be treated like crap or like they're a slave. And, and that's a real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, why why are people not going into work? Why are people not showing up? Uh, aside of pay, there's a couple of reasons. Um, you know, a lot of people were scared to quit their jobs. They don't know what they're going to do if they didn't have a job. And, and uh, you know, then everybody got laid off during the pandemic and everyone realized, oh, shit, I made it. The world I didn't survived. end. Right. Yeah. And now maybe I can pursue something that I'm interested in a little bit more. You know, maybe more people are working for themselves. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I think the real issue is, is, is people are, are, you know, why would you work a job six days a week if you still can't pay your bills? Cause you can not work all day and, also and not, not pay, your bills. pay your bills. Yeah, you know? That works out. So, but, you know, it's one of those things, costs keep going up and, and pay is not going up. And that is, that is an issue. Yeah. Well, that's. That kind of circles back to the other stuff. It just, it amazes me. uh, It amazes me that like nobody wants to work and like not be able to pay your bills, but there's like no consequences. I I have a, a coworker who bought all kinds of, you know, he was always about buying guns and suppressors and everything and kind of maxed out every credit card, everything that he had. And he basically just was like, oh, I'm not going to pay my bills. And that just worked out. You know, it just like, <laughs> he just didn't yeah, pay his go. bill. And he's like, yeah, come get the stuff. And they're like, well, you have to do a bankruptcy and this and that. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And If you're going to declare bankruptcy, you might as well run up all your credit cards before you do, right? Yeah, that sounds right. But he didn't even bother. He's just like, whatever. I'm just not going to pay you. And mm-hmm. it turns out he's still alive and not in jail still, and just kind of goes on. Now, so there's no consequences to things like that. 
but we have fear of like consequences of all these other things that we do. And that goes back to that scared to act, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, if you see like a, a policeman, right. Getting beat up. A lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to go help him because I might get in trouble, you know? And that's the craziest thing, but I can understand like that kind of goes through your head. Like, Right. Well, you know, is he just going to yell at me? Get out of here. I'm a professional and whatever as he's getting his ass kicked, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, you another cop might come up and shoot you because, yeah. you know, who knows? Well, I mean, that that happened not that long ago. Uh, somebody okay. stopped an active shooter and then got got shot by yeah, the cops that, when the cops that shoot. That sounds right. You know? So, I mean, stuff like that does happen. And those are the stories that scare people. You know what I mean? That's that's not the the standard you know that's not what generally happens yeah. that's one example and it's anecdotal you know but you hear those stories and you think you think that you know it's going to happen to you somebody breaks into your house and tries to attack you and you shoot them you just committed murder you know what i mean you have to yeah. you have to you know defend yourself uh, right. you're gonna have to get a lawyer there's but, money and consequences, exactly. You know, it's better than getting the, getting your ass beat and have all your stuff stolen. And being a uh, coward your whole life. You have to live with yourself. You know, that's kind of... Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, those sorts of things, those sorts of things, you know, everybody wants you to act appropriately and legally and, uh, you know, um, kindly. But that's not really uh, what every situation calls for, you know? Being a man means knowing when to act, you know, acting, you know, acting, uh, acting appropriately is, is, uh, something that, you know, when everything's illegal, it gets, it gets, it gets tricky to, to do anything that's anywhere and in any way aggressive, right? You get worried about that sort of stuff. Um, you know, everybody's screaming at about toxic masculinity and, uh, um, right. mansplaining and all that sort of stuff, but. Nobody talks about toxic femininity. You know what I mean? That no, sort of that sort of uh, that sort of behavior is is not appropriate for men. And uh, you know, just fucking grow a spine. Shit. <laughs> you know, sometimes it, it worries me about that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people aren't going to college anymore. Um, they say the average cost, if you take out loans and pay them back with the interest, the average cost of a bachelor's degree is half a million dollars, wow, more than half insane, a million dollars, huh? which is insane. You're not, you know, you're not going to make that in 10 years, you know, even with the bachelor's degree, even if you don't, you know, even if you don't have a house that you live in that you pay for and uh, don't pay for food or don't pay for anything, don't have a car payment or anything like that, you know, those. Yeah. That sort of cost is is insane. And honestly, if I was a teenager right now or had a, a teenage kid in my house, I'd encourage them to go learn a trade, you know, become yeah, a plumber, all day, a carpenter, right? an electrician. Those are the jobs that pay, and it's not going to cost you a fortune to learn how to do it. So, you know, those things are uh, are crazy. Now, if, if you are looking for a job, yeah, I've you have one. A pointer here. All I've right, what a, you got? Uh, so, if you're looking for a job, ideally, the best name you can have is Tanner. Okay. The worst job you, name you can have is Demetrius. 
Really? So if you're applying for jobs and your name is Demetrius, change that you name, man. Change your you name. Okay. Yeah, you Go with the middle be, uh, name or something. White upper class, you know, change it to Piper okay. or something like that. Connor. Piper is Piper, Piper a, a white Tanner. upper class name? I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. that. Yeah, yeah. People are naming boys that. It's crazy. Really wild stuff, man. But all right, whatever. You know, I feel like I've I've met two Connors in my life, and uh, I they had really punchable faces, both of them. Yeah. So just just putting it out there. I don't know if the name has anything to do with it, but. But you did want to punch him. We can yeah. confirm that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh, okay. then again, somebody did tell me yesterday that I had a very punchable face, which, fair enough. You know, when <laughs> I was that. a kid, my grandmother did say, every time I look at you, I want to hit you as hard as I can. So. That's something, right? Yeah. <laughs> punchable face right there. Right there. I know if you ask my wife on occasion. She might be down for a punch in the face, you know, Uh you know, teach their own. It turns out. I don't know. It's an ugly world. That's what I can tell you. But it, it just it's amazing to me that we are so conditioned. And and it I think it comes from. There's no people don't have purpose. Right. And when you don't have purpose. I feel like you don't have anything to defend. Um, a, a lot of people, I mean, it, I, I don't want to just blame like social media or that kind of stuff, but people are always looking for just a distraction. Um, and I guess, I mean, work can be a distraction, right? I mean, you know, you can just, oh, I'm not thinking about life. Cause I just go do my go nonsense home, distraction thing, you know? So there's, there's something, you know, you could make an argument back at me. I'm not saying that things are blind and absolute, right. But people will just stare at nothing or watch a TV series or just go through, you know, tons of stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's something to do, but I don't know. You want something productive where you have something at the end, right? That mm-hmm. That's my point. You want to build up to something and that's kind of what gives you purpose. You know, now maybe making your kid into something amazing is your purpose and mm-hmm. that's okay. And people can get real fulfillment from that, you know, um, providing for your family by going to work nonstop and, and working 20 hours straight doing tons of overtime. You know, that's, that's the thing that can be fulfilling for people that can yeah. be fulfilling. Cause you're like, Hey, now my house is paid off or now, you know, whatever, after, you know, 20 years, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it takes, you know, maybe you buy a more modest house and maybe your house is paid off in two years. Cause you're, you know, doing ridiculous overtime and you, you know, you, you take advantage of that. Cause in theory, right. You're making a hundred grand a year. You buy a $60,000 house. Mm-hmm. Then that's a possible thing. Right. You know, you live off, you know, live within your means. Some people do things like that, right? But it turns out kids want to eat all the time, right? That's that's what we're saying, right? The, the kids got to eat. So maybe don't have babies, right? Maybe that's a thing. I, I, well, I mean, know. that is, that is a, a thing that's happening in the United States. Our, our population is decreasing. Because people aren't having babies because they're fucking expensive. You know what I mean? You don't want to act like, uh, like, you know, nobody says that kids are cheap, but they, 
you know, there's a serious time investment in time children and and money, a, and and a money investment, yeah. right? Uh, you can ignore your kids all the time, you know, but yeah, they're gonna. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that, but that's not that's not ideal. And a, a tablet you know, or an iPhone is uh, the babysitter takes care of it, right? Just get a, get put a tablet in front of that kid, and they'll take care of themselves. Let TV teach them, you know. And and, and I and, think, yeah, I know a lot of people uh, freaked out during the pandemic because now their kids were at home all day. They didn't have a babysitter. And how how can you go to work if you're if your seven year olds at the house all day, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people got had issues with that sort of stuff, and we treat schools like babysitters, right? We expect uh, expect them to take care of them, and uh, the truth of the matter is, God knows what what your kids learning at school. You know, learning about uh, you know, transsexual teddy bears. I saw a book about that not oh. too long ago. Um, but you know, at the same time, at the same time, we worry about uh, we worry about what the te- what the what the schools are teaching our kids, but then they come home and we stick them in front of the TV or in front of the tablet, and you know it's ten times worse than anything that they learn in school. You know how how long is it before your uh, six year old figures out how to spell boobs and starts starts Ooh. searching that on Google? You know that could end bad. Yep, exactly. No, that's it. Kids want to eat, you know, they just freaking, uh, they stay, they, uh, it can be expensive. That's what it comes down to. I know with my boys, I, uh, I I just told them, look, you can't bring a girl home and and be having sex in my house. That's not going to fly. And once kind of made it really difficult, they were like, I got to move out. I, and they just never came back. They're like, no, that's not going to work. Um, (laughs) You know, you do what you got to do, right? Right. Um, but yeah, it turns out that didn't work with girls, though. I'm just saying, putting that out there. You know, I yeah. don't, I don't they, know. They, girls, they, I was like, yeah, you go to their boyfriends. You house. can't their bring boys to move here. Out. And they're like, whatever. I yeah, I got yeah. a car. I can go somewhere. Or whatever. I don't know what they do, but yeah, you got to keep feeding them. And this whole healthcare till 26 somehow. Mm. But what gets me even more is you're responsible to pay your kids health care until they're 26, but they don't, you can't like say, I want to go into the doctor and figure out what's going on. No, whoa, whoa, the privacy, that's not right. your business. Right. And the bills come and are like, they withhold the name of the doctor. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't even know what this bill is. Well, how do I know right. if it's right? And they're like, oh, just keep paying, you know, don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Just shut up. But you know, parents going in with their with their kid to the doctor has had negative repercussions. There was a long time where they thought uh, syphilis could be uh, transmitted via toilet seat because all these girls were getting syphilis, and mom said they never had sex before. And mom's sitting there right next to the doctor, and the girl's like, "Yep, mom, yep, you're right, you're right. I'm still a virgin. I don't know how I got the syphilis, but whatever. You know, it all it all works." Yeah, exactly. Now that that's definitely a thing. Um, I I don't know. No, I mean a hundred percent. I don't want to be going in with the kid or whatever. I'm just saying it's just weird that you're paying bills that you have no, you know, say or or right. you know, authority exactly. over, right? 
mm-hmm. and you can just kind of keep going and you know it's crazy mm-hmm. uh, yeah well i think that a lot of people are um a lot of people are resigning themselves to living in a you know a boring dystopia you know they see the world uh-huh. and they see the jobs that are being being offered to them but you know, a lot of the times you just have to make your own way. You know what I mean? You have to make, you know, make your, uh, decide what it is you want from life and, and go after that. And maybe that involves going to work for 60 hours a week so you can make money and get things started. Uh, maybe it means working two jobs. Maybe it means, you know, really having to hustle. Right. But, you know, it all depends on what you're trying to get out of life. And a lot of people are, are, they look around themselves, they look at their parents, they look at their friends, their neighbors, and they see a lot of depressed people that are miserable with their jobs. So why would I want to get a job if, if you know, everybody's hate, hates the job they, they have, you know, right. and it's your responsibility and it's my responsibility to make sure these guys, uh, you know, these kids can, can see a brighter future, you know, right. They, they look back and when, when grandma and grandpa could buy a house for, for 10 grand and, uh, you know, when they could go to college for, you know, $8,000 for, for a four-year degree. Right. And, uh, you know, now the ocean's on fire and all the boomers are dying off and, uh, you know, everything's going to shit and it gets, uh, it gets depressing, you know, yeah. it's depressing for a lot of these kids. No, you know? no doubt. Um, no, and that's the thing. I think like if you watch the news, you know, the world's always ending and whatever. It, it's funny whenever I, uh, you know, I used to be the big news junkie cause I, I was out on the road in a, you know, work van all day long, driving from house to house doing repairs. And so I'd listen to talk radio or whatever, you know, the audio books get expensive. I, I still do a fair amount of audio books, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of thing, It you you needed the distraction or whatever. And it felt like the world was ending every other day. And it turns out if you just shut the news off, it, it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, life, is, um, life, is life, life goes on for you. And I'm not saying, you know, don't, oh, don't vote, don't waste your time. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying it turns out you can figure out what's going on in about 10 minutes when you mm-hmm. kind of look at things, right. talk to some people. You don't need to let it consume you, you know, left and right. The only thing I would say, like as a prepper, it's there is an advantage to having your pulse, your finger on the pulse of society that you kind of can foresee when things are coming. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest, that Chinese balloon situation, it could have been a real threat. Um it was bigger that payload than people understand. You know, they said it was several buses long that payload. It wasn't nothing, you know, but they could have, you know, when they describe how EMPs balloon height is the right thing for that, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a real thing. It was insane to let that get into the middle of our country. And as a prepper, that's something that you should be like, Hey, I need to make sure I got my stuff in order and honestly, that I'm not too far away from my house because things could go bad. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not trying to spread fear and paranoia. That's not my point. My point is you pay attention to things going on because it kind of, you know, 
it, it can affect the outcome. Um, when stock markets are plummeting or doing anything, you know, you need to be aware, hey, you know, maybe things are going to go bad. Hey, things are really picking up with this coronavirus thing back in the day. And maybe I'm going to run out of toilet paper, you know, like whatever. Right. You can kind of be aware of what's going on. Hey, look, I see beef shortages or hey, you know, but paying attention and knowing what's going on definitely have you know, a, uh, an effect on what we do and you just need to kind of be aware, but, um, my point is don't let it consume you and overwhelm you yeah. and maybe take it with a grain of salt and maybe, you know, give your time that you're willing to give, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, commit to everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I know that, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm a news junkie. I'm always, Always right. listening to the news, always watching the news. I'm flipping, you know, through all the stations, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, yeah. every every station, every angle, trying to get it all in. Because, uh, you know, I've been prepping all this time and, and I'm waiting for the collapse. You know, if that balloon had a had a, a nu- uh, nuclear payload on it and it detonated at that height over Colorado, it could have shut down power for a large portion of the United States. Um, you know, the, anytime the uh, nuclear uh, bomb detonates, it sends out an electromagnetic pulse, right? And it fries all the smaller circuits, you know? Your phone's going to be dead. Your car's going to be dead. You know, the lights in your house aren't going to come on anymore. Those are the things that, that people are uh, people are unaware of. You know, the danger, the real danger of, of some sort of... Uh, catastrophe that you didn't even see coming you know what i mean we'd barely even know about that balloon before the fucking uh tv goes off and the radio goes off and then we have no idea what's going on right and those are the sorts of things those are the sorts of threats that um that people don't consider and obviously you're not going to set off a a nuclear bomb over the united states it's not going to work out well for you but um it's not going to wouldn't work out for well for us either and, uh, you know, you wonder why America has such shit health care. Well, that's because we can, you know, roll an army into every, uh, any other country in the world, a drop of a hat. That's where we're putting our money. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, you want to worry about system, that sort of stuff, then, yeah. you know. The whole system with health care, there's so much overhead. You know, it's funny. I was so excited when you started seeing, like, the urgent cares pop up because the the majority of them were like kind of cash operations. Like you walk in, you pay 150 bucks, you get your doctor visit and that's what it is. And like insurance was kind of irrelevant. And now they're kind of like more and more like mini hospitals. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's kind of really getting back into that insurance nonsense game and not, Mm -hmm. you know, the other way. I, I don't really go to the doctor enough to really know but I know I've done urgent care early on and it was like, oh, no insurance, no problem, 150 bucks, whatever, you're good. Right. And the thing is, I like I used to have a buddy who was a chiropractor and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, the way Medicaid is and stuff, he's like, I get like $9 a visit and, you know, and the rest goes to overhead and nonsense. Right. And right. he's like, if I could get somebody to walk in, like he actually, he'd offered me, he's like, look, if you give me, a visit 
that's a huge win for me. Right. And I'll take you at that as a cash customer. Because mm-hmm. he's like, that's better than what I'm getting with the insurance. Whereas the insurance company's billing it at like, you know, 150 bucks or whatever. Right. And, and everybody's getting paid along the way. Yeah, right. It's exactly. just like nonsense. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, no, my I, wife had a, had a cancer a couple of years uh, ago and that, uh, I think the, the total bills were, you know, somewhere around $300,000, yeah. a little bit over. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here's the thing though, you get cancer. That means you have to stop working. That means your insurance, your health insurance is yeah. gone. That means you don't have the income that you had, you know? Right. And we were lucky and able to keep the insurance, but it's still, even with the right. insurance, it still cost us, you know, nine, ten thousand dollars right. you know, a year for two years. That's a lot of money to come out of your pocket when one of the people isn't working. It's insane. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's and that's the thing. That's why that stuff just cripples you. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing. It becomes overwhelming where you're like, oh, I just can't even anymore. And like you said, if I can't pay any of my bill, you know, or I can't pay the majority of my bills, it doesn't do me any good to pay the rest of them, you know? Right. Uh-huh. If you're going to let that shit burn, you know, you may as well burn it to the ground, you know? Exactly. That, that's how it is. But no, I appreciate you guys watching this and, and you know, it's awesome if you like and subscribe, like the video, subscribe to the channel. That really helps us out. Um, if you listen in on, on the podcast, if you, uh, would go ahead and, uh, you know, maybe leave a review wherever you download it. We appreciate that. A lot of them yeah, don't the even really do that anymore. Guys, it does yeah, help though. Reviews are real big. If you can find some place to leave a review. Yeah, exactly. That That's how it plays out. Um, you have thoughts, concerns, things you want to email us about questions. Um, you know, you like what we're doing. You don't like what we're doing. Let us know. We can maybe uh, shape the world into a better place. We all want to get better, right? So with that, I would say uh, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv